Here's what's coming up on today's show. Right, they're just finding out what uh, co-workers are doing or brother-in-law tells them to do, and that's what they do. But they don't really understand anything, and I think it's through our educational process that really helps them be able to make some kind of decision. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Welcome in. Glad to have you on the Retirement Reality Podcast alongside Mike Coynan, founder and owner over at Principal Preservation Services. I am Ben George. And today, Mike, we're talking about therapy, maybe a little bit of a therapy session today, because I know you do a lot of that in your role. We do. Yeah. we uh, Sometimes it's, it's not enjoyable. Um, it can be uncomfortable for at some times, but it's necessary in this position. It's not just about black and white numbers. Yeah, I don't know. It might feel uncomfortable if, if you feel like you're, you know, we're working with a financial advisor. It feels like a counseling session, but that's okay in a lot of different situations because there are some high stress, high emotional situations that you go through that you want to have an advisor that you can lean on and have a bit of a counseling session. So we're going to talk about that today and in the times where your financial advisor will feel like a therapist to you and some of the scenarios that are inevitable to where you want to be talking with your financial advisor to, to make sure you're taking care of everything you need to. So that'll be the goal today on the podcast. Maybe some mailbag questions a little bit later on. So stay tuned for those. You can always get in touch with us online. Principalpreservationservices.com is the website. Also, the phone number to call the office, 855-987-8888. And always, please check out the YouTube channel, Retirement Reality On Demand. Some great content there, shorter videos, but some really good financial education to continue our conversations we have here over on the video side of things. So, Mike, let's jump into uh, to what we have going on here today. And because I know that we've done some shows in the past, we talked about kind of the role that you have, uh, you know, as an advisor. Money touches every aspect of our life, right? So, almost no mm-hmm. matter what we go through, money in the financial aspect of it's going to play a part in what we're doing and what we're dealing with. So, you got you have to kind of be that 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 therapist a lot of times for people. And we're going to go through some of these situations today. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. What about divorce? Uh, number one here on my list. You know, if you're in the middle of a divorce, you know, you're probably having to do a lot of counseling with someone because you know uh, you don't think clearly in, in an emotional time like that, and also. You're not as patient. You want to get it over with, want to get through with that. But, you know, divorce can have a huge impact on your future and you want to get that right. Yeah. And that, that's a tough situation. We've we've helped a lot of people who are maybe been separated or, you know, assuming they said they might not be together. Can, can we run them separately as my my expenses, my assets and my income separately from being joint, even if you're you're married today? But a lot of things you have to look about, you know, look at and talk about. Uh, because uh, divorce, we had to look at the Social Security and having one Social Security coming in the household. And do you have the right to get part of your, your ex-spouses or not? Now, a lot of these rules are changing with Social Security. Um, in 2023 is the last year you actually have the, the right to, to do a, a file and restrict application. And I'm not going to get details of that uh, right now, but 2023 is the last year you, you could qualify for the file and restrict. Uh, but we talk about uh, quadros. You know, when you have a, maybe you're going to get part of your uh, ex-spouse's 401k. So we got to, you know, plan for that. Um, you know, expenses are going to be higher because, yeah, you share expenses now. And then when you're going to be on your own, you're going to have your own expenses. And your spouse will, ex-spouse will have their own expenses. So typically expenses go up. And, uh, you know, just change. You know, change is tough. 
you know, it's also important. I think sometimes people want to rush to get it over with and say, I'm just, I just want out. I just give him, give her, uh, whatever, just so I can get this thing done. And I think that's a big mistake as well. I'm not saying you, you fight for every red cent, but you, you would make sure the deal is fair because if you rush through that divorce and, um, you know, you only get, you, you didn't look at everything, all the assets, um, and you, you only get, you get the short end of the stick, well, that could affect your retirement. So you definitely want to make sure that the numbers are right and we could talk through those numbers, what you should be expecting to get out of all the assets, you know, especially when there's a house there. One person's typically spent staying in the house, one person's not. So, you know, if there's a loan on the house, it makes it tougher. Uh, you might, sometimes the house has to get sold. Sometimes the judge will require that to be sold, and then you got to buy something else, and you got to figure out in these today's interest rates, it makes things a little bit more hairy because 30 year mortgages are about 7%, about double where they were a few years ago. So now you don't get as much house for the money as you did a couple of years ago. There's a lot of things to talk about, and we, we just go through that process and just making sure people are aware of all the things to think about and be prepared for. Definitely a lot of financial therapy that goes on uh, during the divorce process and something you can rely on from your advisor. All right. The next one here, Mike, um, anyone that's having maybe some trouble with their work, maybe some career difficulties, how do you counsel someone through this when uh, maybe they're a little uncertain about their job status? Yeah. And for some of these uh, people we met with, you know, we make, we've done that full retirement planning process and uh, it's been great to show people that you can retire for some of these people, like they've had a bad you know, supervisor or somebody else, bad manager that just comes in and just been really driving them nuts, you know, riding them hard. And uh, maybe for some reason, personalities just don't, just don't connect and they've been picked on or they've been felt like bullied or picked on by their, their boss. It's been great to show people that at least you have the right to, you know, retire. You can make this work. And, um, and one of my clients, I think I mentioned on a previous episode, maybe a year or two years ago, that um, just by showing her that she could retire, just gave her that peace of mind. Her being picked on by her boss didn't really affect her as much as it did because she knew she had the control now. She could retire and not feel like be put in a corner or be fearful of being let go because she thought maybe she wouldn't be able to you know, pay their bills. But by showing them... Uh, her husband and, and herself, uh, they would be okay. It just gave her peace of mind. But for some people, they can't retire early if they have a tough job situation. Maybe it's just wearing on your body. Maybe it's too physical as people get older, too mental, too too stressful. Um, sometimes we can work out a plan to show, well, what if you just had a, a different full-time job that didn't pay as much? It wasn't as stressful. Or maybe can you take a demotion where you're at? And, and take a, a lesser pay, but a lot less stress. Instead of a manager position or lead position, you just come back, you pull back a little bit. Or maybe you just take a different, you know, a different job or a part-time job. And sometimes it's important to talk through those things just to make sure uh, you're gonna be okay. But we, we see all, all sorts, overworked mentally, physically, pressure at work from, from, from leadership. Um, Health-wise, we gotta make some changes. Yeah, it's a tough situation. If you're unsure about the the money coming in every every two weeks or every month, uh, it can be be tough. And again, your advisor can provide you some financial therapy during those times. Um, 
uh, this next situation, I think, is probably some people that you come in contact with quite a bit, Mike, people that get stressed out about money. They don't like talking about it. They don't like making financial decisions. But, you know, you have to help them through that process because they obviously need to take those steps forward in order to get uh, closer to financial freedom. But how do you help someone and how do you maybe counsel them if they're uncomfortable just talking about money? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, talking, you know, they've, they've, they've never been good with numbers. They never liked math, but maybe it's been put on their shoulders or they're single or widowed or uh, something of that situation. Because usually we see that there's, in a couple situation, uh, typically, not always, but typically one person is stronger financially than the other person and they kind of allow that person to take over uh, the finances. And sometimes we see the other spouse come in, they're really uninterested in the meeting, they really don't like to talk about it, or they're really fearful. And we'll see that fear will lock them up. And then they're afraid to make any decision. So they just don't do anything. And that's a problem as well. So just because you're afraid of things, um, you shouldn't just stop doing anything, or they're, they're afraid to invest, or they're afraid to make changes. The key is just be willing to go through that process to find a goal in mind, you know, for retirement and how you're going to achieve those goals. Because are you going to achieve the goals by doing what you're doing currently, which a lot of times is just not doing anything, <laughs> or are you going to make some changes so you can get to your ultimate goal of retirement and make sure you don't run out enough of money? So uh, for a lot of those people, it's just building that trust in pieces by pieces and, and that's why we do a several-step meeting, just to show them, you know, what they're doing and what we could do and add different. And that's usually through a, a three- to five-meeting process, depending on, you know, where they come in here. But I think building that trust, which most, most of these uh, investment accounts that people have, they haven't had any of that. They're just winging it. They're copying with, you know, copying their neighbor's, you know, homework answers typically, right? They're just finding out what... Uh, co-workers are doing or brother-in-law tells them to do and that's what they do but they don't really understand anything and I think it's through our educational process that really helps them be able to make some kind of decision. Well medical is another kind of area where it can be very very stressful uh, if you you know come across a, a medical diagnosis or you have mm -hmm. some medical problems that you know obviously are going to really stress you out just as a, you know from a, a personal standpoint an emotional standpoint but along with this we know that you know health care is so expensive so it can be really an extra an added layer of stress having to think about how you're going to pay for it how you're going to afford these types of things so how do you make that process easier for someone yeah and when it comes down to life or money i mean life is the ultimate goal right and um yeah, if you have enough money to extend your life, that's great. And we hope that that's the case. And we've had situations here this last few years where people have done experimental, you know, cancer treatments. It's been very expensive out of pocket. Um, people going through chemo right now, you know, several of these situations, people in hospice. And so the key is just letting them understand, you know, they want to know, do I have access to my money? And, you, you know, where's my money at? How you know, how available is it? And, you know, that's the great thing is if, if you're um, most of the client's accounts, a lot of them have 100% access to their money. And some of those accounts, they give you 100% access if there's a medical issue. So um, we just want to make sure that they know that they have access to their money. The goal is, you know, is to extend their life and get through this this time. And, you know, what what's the goal through it? And some people have enough money to pay medical bills for years if they have to these outrageous medical bills some people don't uh, but reality is um, 
what's the most important thing is it's you know it's not the decision of taking medical treatment or not medical treatment it's, it's do what you can and if you had to spend every last dime uh, to get that medical treatment we want to let people know it's worth it your life is worth it and that's about all we could do there is give them that peace of mind at that point we're talking about different times where your advisor might feel like a financial therapist, might feel like you're in a counseling session, but that's okay. That is their role. That's what they strive to do to help you during these difficult situations. And the next one I have for you, Mike, um, I know there's, you know, our kids can be frustrating at times, right? We know that they obviously can be a bit of a financial burden for a lot of people, or they just there's expenses you have to take care of as a responsibility. But how do you help someone, though, that if they're maybe just frustrated with their kids and their life decisions. And, you know, I guess in the meantime, trying to cover some of that or maybe cover mistakes or help provide, how do you help them out with kids? Well, I mean, we see two sides of things. We see sometimes the cl- our clients are wanting to help our children too much. Mm-hmm. And I think financially that's been a burden and they're really hurting their retirement or delaying the retirement because of the financial burden their children have been. And I've seen some people's expenses being a thousand to two thousand dollars more a month because of the financial expenses of their children and or grandchildren, and they feel that that's their job to keep funding them. And um, I know that's tough. And you know, I had a, a conversation with this last week with a client, and she's like, "Yeah, I know, um, I know we're spending a lot of money on them, but if we don't, um, and we're okay with this because." Uh, we have enough financially, and um, some people say we might be enabling our children right now, but if we don't, um, they might be dead, and we're going to keep paying this money if we can. So if it's if it's a, a, a very serious situation, obviously, you know, you know money is you know, important to, to help them be safe, but a lot of times the kids are taking advantage of mom and dad and just haven't taken responsibility for their own bills. And I think that's the frustrating part for me because I don't, I don't get that generation. I don't get that understanding of, you know, you, you're not, you can't figure your bills out on your own. I mean, I've been on my own since I was, you know, a sophomore, you know, in, in college. And uh, reality before that, I mean, even <laughs> my story is, I mean, I even my senior year, I was working in, pay for all my school clothes, my car and my car insurance and my gas. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get help from anybody from that, from that point on. I was buying my own lunches even at that point. So when we hear people who are 25 to 35 years old and mom and dad are still helping them um, because they can't get it straight, um, you know, that, that's an issue. Now, when the other side of things, when the kids are getting too involved with mom and dad's finances and want are meddling. That's how kind of how I look at it. Uh, my my income, uh, my investments are really none of my business and my children. It's none of their business, um, and that's how I feel about it. Um, if you really feel like your your children are need to help you make those right decisions, uh, you know, you can do that if they have that kind of a background. But that's why financial advisors come into place. Find somebody who can actually help you. And I think reaching out to your children with that just causes other issues because now you put your children in that that authority position um, over your finances. Like you can't figure them out yourself. And um, a lot of times we find the kids are uh, to become too controlling um, with mom and dad. You're, you're making the wrong decisions. Um, or I hear the children say, you're spending my inheritance, um, <laughs> uh, which I think is ridiculous. And so... I see both sides where the, the parents are enabling kids or the kids are, are, are controlling the parents. 
And I really think that's that changes things. When you get finances involved, and um, it, it hurts that relationship where you can be mom and dad, and um, and not be, you know, have a, this financial connection only with your kids. Because sometimes I've seen that they lose that that friendship and that parent-child relationship, and it becomes to be too much stress and financial uh, burdens on, on either one of them. Yeah, no question about it. All right, I got one more for you, Mike, I want to get your thoughts on, and that's the death of a spouse. So how, I know there's a lot you're talking about with your clients and, and really kind of counseling through this process, but, but what does that look like uh, shortly after someone loses their spouse? Yeah, we recently had you know, a situation of a couple, a couple people just recently, and yeah, it, it's uh, in this situation where my client, she, uh, well, she just became a client um, during this process, was she didn't know where to begin. He handled everything. And so we had a we had to kind of do a, a search party by phone calls to try to find out where is where is all the money, where is all the life insurance at. So, you know, calling life insurance companies is this policy active or not? If it is, we got to send in the fill out the form and death certificates. And I mean, we must have spent four or five meetings of just kind of search and rescue kind of thing on on where the finances are at. Is this an old account? Is this closed now? Did this get transferred over? Because I think that's a problem, too, when you have somebody that just controls that. If you don't have a, a list of all the accounts, count, you know, the account numbers and the, you know, the accounts and the phone numbers, uh, just so the, the spouse who's not actively involved, so they don't have a – they should have, like, a fact sheet, an easy-to-find sheet to find out where these things are at. It would have saved a lot of time. You know, what do we have for life insurance? What do we have for IRAs? What do we have for, you know, this and that? Um, because we spent – probably 10 to 12 hours just trying to find where these accounts were at and what was current, what wasn't. So, uh, but we're willing to do that. And we, we did that for, uh, Sue, one of my, uh, you know, recent clients, we spent a lot of time. And, and then, uh, after we found out what was available, make sure that she was going to be okay, which she was pleasantly surprised that she didn't think she thought she had to sell a piece of property that she didn't have to. Uh, because now financially she was a lot better off than she thought because her husband was so good investing and having money and life insurance. Uh, but she didn't know that. She didn't know that until after he passed, which made her even appreciate him more for doing what he did. Well, I know there's some difficult times that uh, you, you'll experience in life and having a professional on your side that can help you not only make the right decisions, but also just some things to be thinking through and and to counsel you through is, uh, is so very important. And again, that's what Principal Preservation Services can help you with. So if you do want to set up a time to, to meet with the team, you can go to principalpreservationservices.com. If you're going through any of these situations, please reach out to Mike and his team, and they'll be happy to assist you and help you through that. Mike, i got a couple of mailback questions I want to throw your way before we get out of here. I'm going to start with one that came in uh, from Jerry. Uh, he says, I'm retiring soon, and I asked my financial advisor when I should start thinking about my Social Security. He seemed completely befuddled that I even asked him the question and didn't seem to have any insight at all. What am I missing here? Shouldn't that be a basic part of retirement planning? Yeah, it should. If you're going to be an investment advisor, I mean, it's not just about the investments you have. It's about planning for everything else, the pensions, the social securities, um, you know, real estate, you know, rental income, everything else is part of the planning process. So I, I really find it's, it's, uh, hilarious. Well, I shouldn't be say hilarious, but it, it is sad that a lot of advisors um, think that's not really part of my job. And it just goes to show you there's a difference between a, 
a financial advisor who works for a broker-dealer and somebody who's a fiduciary. And so we get involved with the whole holistic planning. And there's really only about 5% um, of advisors that really understand the Social Security benefits and rules that come along with it that can give you a, a full report and show you how it's going to work into your retirement plan. And it shouldn't be it shouldn't be this, you know, befuddled or wrong information. Um, you know, one of the clients that came on board from a, a broker dealer, a very large broker dealer out of Minneapolis, uh, came to us because when they came to one of our seminars and they said, well, this is all new information. We've been with them for 20 years. And how come you, they don't talk about Social Security? How come they don't talk about required minimum distributions and the rules that go along with that and how to take money out in retirement? And they just you know, we'd have a meeting and they'd have a meeting with their old advisor and they'd have a meeting with us and they have another meeting with the old advisor. And after about four of those meetings, their advise, their old advisor said, go work with them. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't do holistic planning. We don't do anything besides investing over here. And they do. Uh, so go work with them. So they got, I think he got tired of the questions because they don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we earn their business uh, by do the holistic planning and actually finally them getting so frustrated with all the questions uh, at the old broker that said, you know, just be honest, we don't do any of what you're asking for. Wow. That's interesting. Great story. All right, Mike, we'll close that out on that note. We'll get some more mailbag questions on our next episode. So if you have any, anything you want to throw our way, please send it in to us, principalpreservationservices.com. That is the website, and you can find the contact info right there on the site. Mike, as always, appreciate your insight, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Sounds good, Ben. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast from Mike Coyne and over at Principal Preservation Services. I'm Ben George. Take care. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.